0: My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. So we're going to talk today about the necessity of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is separate from the new birth. I was born again when I was 18 years old. I loved God my whole life. I was raised in the church. I went to church every Sunday. When I was a little girl, I used to sit in the back uh, the back my backyard and I used to look up into the sky and I wanted to see God's face. My whole life, I loved God. But nobody ever told me that I needed to be born again. Nobody ever told me that the way to get to heaven was through Jesus Christ and that I had to receive Him as my personal Lord and Savior. And I was hungering and thirsting after God and wanting to know God, and one day God sent some people into my life, and they began to tell me about Jesus. They began to tell me that Jesus was no longer on the cross, that He was alive, and that if I would receive Him into my heart, I would become what the Bible says, a new person inside. And so I continued on my journey for wanting to know God and wanting to be close to God. And as I continued on that journey, one night I was in my bedroom and I was praying and I kept saying to God, God, you know, I want to know you. I want to be close to you. I want to have a deep intimate relationship with you. But I felt like In that prayer, I was separated from Him and so that kind of praying went on for several weeks and then one night when I was praying, I said to God, what must I do to be saved? How can I be born again? What is the path that I need to take to find you? And for the first time in my life, as I was in that quiet place of prayer, I heard what I would say is the voice of God the Father. And God the Father spoke, and it sounded like a man's voice, like a man would speak to a friend. And I heard his voice speak to me as clear as day, and I heard him say on the inside of me, Only believe. And that's when the light went off. That's when I discovered the only thing that I have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and receive him, and I would be saved. And that night in my bedroom at 829 North President, Wheaton, Illinois, I was born again. A light came on in my heart. I was what the Bible says, a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away, and all things became new. I took on a brand new nature inside. My outward person was the same. I had the same hair, the same body. It was still me on the outside but there was a new me on the inside. I was born again, and and in that moment when I asked Jesus to come into my heart, I literally felt like the weight of the whole world that I had been carrying on me was lifted up off of me. I felt light, I felt free, I felt happy, and most of all, I felt a connection with my Father God. And then I would, I went on that way for several weeks. And I told a lot of my friends that I had been born again, that something had happened to me, something had changed on the inside of me, but I didn't quite know exactly what it was. And so I went to a church and there was a Christians like me in this church. And I was part of the congregation. And as they entered into the song service, They were singing songs, just you know, happy songs about Jesus and happy songs about God and just songs of worship. And then I heard them do what the Bible says and we're gonna talk about that today. I heard them begin to speak with other tongues. I heard this language I had never heard before. Nobody ever told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Nobody ever told me about speaking in tongues. And so I was sitting in this church And I was listening to all these believers praying in this unknown tongue or this heavenly language. And I told them at the end of the service, I went up and I found an usher and I said, I want what you have because my spirit bore witness that this was right. My spirit bore witness that this was truth. You see, Jesus said in his word, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And the, the truth, the spirit of truth in me bore witness that what these people had in this church was of God, it was truth, and I needed to have it. As a matter of fact, for those few weeks that I hadn't had what we're going to talk about today, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I although I was happy that I'd been born again and I knew that I had changed, I still felt like something was missing. I felt like there was a piece of the puzzle missing in my walk with God. You know, the Bible says, Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. And so, if you, my friend, are hungering and thirsting after righteousness, and you want more of God, I can guarantee you that God hears your prayers, and He is going to fill you. And that's why I believe this teaching today is so necessary. I believe it's necessary that you be filled with the Holy Spirit, just like I have been. And so in that church, I asked them to pray over me because I wanted that gift that they had. And you know, the Bible says, and we're going to get into it, that everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. So I knew that if I would knock on the door to have this experience, God would open it to me you know the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie he's not like people he doesn't make a promise and he doesn't repent of what he says what he says to you he will fulfill in your life so if he says to you that this experience is for you and you're seeking for it and you're knocking on the door I can guarantee you that God has not only heard you but he is going to answer you and you're going to have the petition that you desire of him and in this case It's to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's why I believe that you've tuned in with us today. Because God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, it is going to open you up to a whole new place in God. Your feet are wet right now if you're saved. But when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it is like the waters of God coming up from your feet and overtaking you. And that's what we want, isn't it? So they ended up praying for me in that service. And to be honest with you, I asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit and they led me into a prayer, but nobody ever taught me how to release my prayer language. And so when they prayed over me, I didn't know what to do. All I knew was I felt this, the presence of God come upon me and I wanted to say something to God that was not English. Now, if you're from another nation, it would not be in your native tongue. And so I wanted to say something to God that was really big and it wasn't English, but I didn't know quite know how to get it out. And so I left that service that day without releasing my prayer language. But I'll tell you what I did. I have the kind of personality basically, and this might be a shock to you, but I'm a little quiet, I'm a little shy, I'm a little reserved, and I take my time in feeling comfortable with things. And so for me, when I got in my car and I got alone in my car, I just went ahead and I would call it, I just let it rip. I just started speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gave me utterance, I released my prayer language at at 18 and a half years old And, and I've been praying in the Holy Ghost and praying in tongues ever, ever since that day, this experience that we're going to talk about today is the kind of experience that is not just for you for one time. This experience is for you to use. Each and every day of your life, it should be a continual flow that flows out of you. The Bible says out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. It's God's will that you overflow with his presence. We don't always feel God every day. We know that because it's by faith that he's with us. And so we don't always feel him every day. But I have to tell you something. I thank God that I have been filled with the Holy Spirit. I thank God that I have had this experience. And I want to tell you today that you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In the challenging times that we're living in today, my friends, we need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is separate from the new birth. Now we're going to look at some scriptures and what I want to say to you is make sure that anything you are taught comes from the Bible. The Bible says, the Word of God says that there's many voices out there in the world. That means there's many kinds of teachers, many kinds of teaching. What we want to do in these sessions is point you to the way, the correct way. Point you to the truth point you to the life and that is Jesus Christ that is the word of the living God if it's not in the Bible it's not of God there is a whole supernatural realm out there in the in, in the realm of the spirit but there's good things of the spirit that are from God through Jesus Christ and there are things that are not from God and they're from the other side So I would encourage you to stick with the Bible. You know, I'm going to take you through several scriptures. And what I would like for you to do on your own is to go through the scriptures yourself. Like the Bible says, see for yourself if these things are really in the Bible. If it's in the Bible, it's from God. The Word of God is the infallible Word of God. It is truth that you can stand on. The Bible, the Word of God says that when you build your life, on the Word of God, when winds come and storms come and beat against your house, your house will not fall. Why? Because you've built it on the Word of God. And that's why we want to teach you these necessary truths in these challenging times. I believe we're not gonna make it in the days and the years ahead if we don't have the foundation of the Word of God, if we don't have these necessary truths. We need to know what the scriptures say about some of these supernatural experiences that are taking place in the earth today because there are a lot of supernatural experiences taking place and not all of them are of God. And that's why you wanna go right to the scriptures and see what the Bible has to say. I have several Bible school students, they come from all nations of the world and they have seen it all those of you that live here in the United States you know we don't see some of the supernatural manifestations that come from the kingdom of darkness but they've seen it but you know what I like I like what the Bible says greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world the God that's in us overcomes all the things that the enemy may bring so let's look at the baptism of the Holy Spirit Number one, the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament was promised. The book of Joel says in Joel chapter two, verse 28 through 29, God said in his word and it shall come to pass afterward that God said, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Also, on my maidservants and my men servants, I will pour out of my spirit on, in those days. The Holy Spirit, we're gonna find out, has already been poured out. This promise from the book of Joel has already been fulfilled. God has already poured out his spirit, and it's just up to you and I to receive it. Now, let's look at, the, um, at what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. And how he promised the coming of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the necessity of this experience. It says here in John chapter seven, verse thirty-seven, Jesus said, On that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried and, and he said, Now in your Bible, anything that's written and read in the in the four gospels is Jesus talking. What I would encourage you to do if you've never purchased your own Bible before first of all I would encourage you to purchase a modern translation something that you understand because God does not want you to be in the dark he wants to reveal himself to you he wants to show you who he is and so what I would encourage you to do is get a translation that that you understand I would recommend any modern translation Um, I particularly like the New King James. It takes out all the Elizabethan and all the (laughs) religious words that are just not going to help us to understand the Bible. So that's just a little side thought. And also, get a Bible that has the words of Jesus in red. So, see, to me, that's exciting. And so when the words of Jesus are in red, I know, well, that's Jesus talking to me. You see, the Word of God, the Bible, the scriptures, is God talking to you. We don't need to hear voices or we don't need to have somebody else talk to us. If we have a need, we can go directly to the scriptures and God can talk to you personally through the Word of God. So the words in red is something that I would recommend if you're going to buy your first Bible. So let's go on. So let's see what Jesus said. He said here if any man thirsts he said let him come to me and drink the best thing we can do if we're thirsty is not take a glass of alcohol or not go and get on drugs or not go into the world and try to find satisfaction in those regards the best thing that we can do is go to jesus you know jesus said come unto me all you that are laboring and are heavy laden and are facing challenging times He said, I want to give you rest. I want you to take my yoke upon me, and I want you to learn of me. He said, come to me. And you know what? Let me just tell you something, my friend. When you go to Jesus, the Bible says he will in no wise cast you out. Well, what does that mean? That means he's not going to forsake you. He's not going to reject you. He's not going to tell you that you're not good enough. Do you know what every person on the face of this earth is the same in regards to their in to their regards to their need for jesus there's no there's no person that's more of a sinner or less of a sinner the only thing that we're going to be held accountable for is whether or not we received Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. It's not about all the sins, plural. It's going to be the one sin, and that one sin is going to be if we rejected Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. You see, the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Well, what does that mean? It means that that every person when they're born into the earth they have entered into sin now i believe babies up to the age of accountability which for everyone is different they're alive unto god they're 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 connected to god but the scripture says now remember we want to see what the bible has to say about these subjects the scripture says when i reach that a, a place of accountability. Sin revived and I died. In other words, I became separated from God. So the only sin that we're going to be held accountable for is whether or not we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And when we accept him, that nature of sin passes away. And like I said earlier, we become a new person inside. So we no longer have the sin nature. We have a new nature and in our other teachings, we'll get into it, that new nature is righteousness, right standing with God. Uh, That that true nature is, is, is the nature of God because we're created in His image. So that's what the only sin is, that we will be held accountable. But I wanna encourage you that when you go to God, the Bible says, he that comes to me must believe that I am. Just know that when you go to him and you're hungering and thirsting after him, he is going to answer your prayers. I believe with all of my heart that God is going to answer your prayers. Now, he said here, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. I, I can't get away from that. And I'm not going to go on till I'm released in my heart. He said, let him come to me. Don't go to somebody else to get satisfied. Don't look around and, and look to other things to bring you satisfaction. The only way you're going to get satisfied in this lifetime and get through these challenging times is if you go to Jesus. Jesus said, I am, I'm keep saying it the way, the truth in the life. So if you're thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And the Bible says in verse 38, and he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, what was he talking about? Now, remember, we're talking about the necessity of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about how Jesus promised the Holy Spirit that he was going to come and he was going to baptize us. So who was he talking about in this scripture? Verse 39, but this spake he or he spoke concerning the spirit. Whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given. Why was he not yet given? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. So in Jesus' earthly ministry, Jesus is talking about the coming of the third person of the Godhead. He's talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit and he said that when he comes he's going to be for those who believe. You see when you are born again the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. The baptism of the Holy Spirit what it is is it's a, it's an outward it's an inward and then coming up outward flow of the of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. So it's like a like the scripture says He who believes in me, out of his heart flows rivers of living water. So Jesus is promising the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And notice he said, it's for those who believe that they would receive. Now, in this case, he was not yet given. Let's go on. Let's see what else Jesus said. Uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 9 through 13. Jesus said, I say unto you, ask, and it will be given you. Now stay with me. Seek and you will find. Have you been seeking for more of God? This is the answer. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it shall be opened. Notice that God will answer your prayers. And number 2, I want you to notice in the scripture that jesus said and these are the words in jesus he said everyone who asks receives the baptism of the holy spirit is for everyone and we'll prove that as we move forward everyone who asks receives he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it shall be open i got to tell you something i was seeking knocking and i was wanting more of god and you know what god filled my thirsty soul and it says here If a son shall ask bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he shall ask a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then being evil, that word evil really means natural, natural parents. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the... God give, your heavenly Father give, the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. First of all, he said, listen, you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Everyone that asks, receives. You ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I'm going to give you exactly what you asked for. Now listen, and I'm not going to give you the wrong spirit. I'm not going to give you a phony. I'm not going to give you something else. I'm not going to give you something that's not of me, okay? But the key is you've got to just make sure you're born again. Now, this is a really good scripture for those of you that are in other nations of the world because you see other spirits in manifestation. And when you ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you don't have to be afraid that you're going to get another spirit. You don't have to be afraid you're going to be given you know, something that's demonic or not of God. God is going to give you exactly what you asked for. Okay? So let's go on. Here's another verse of scripture. It says in Luke 24, verse 49, Behold, Jesus said, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye here in the city of Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. Jesus again made reference to the coming of the Holy Spirit. And he told his disciples, he said, listen, I don't want you to do anything. I don't want you to go anywhere. He said, listen, there is coming the promise of my father. There is coming the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now I want you to go in this case. He said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to wait for the promise of my father, which he said was going to come. Now, did the promise, was that promise fulfilled? We'll find out in a minute, but here we have another reference in Acts chapter one, verse four through eight. Jesus is is with the disciples and the Bible says, and being assembled together with them, his disciples, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of, of the father, which he said, you have heard from me. Then he goes on to say, for John truly baptized with water But he told his disciples, he told his believers, but you are going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then you have the usual, you know, the disciples, you know, they didn't get it. They just didn't get what Jesus was saying. They didn't understand. So they immediately changed the subject and they said, well, Lord, now, you know, you will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? I mean, just totally not hearing what Jesus said. And Jesus said unto them, you know what, guys, listen, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own authority. But he got back to the point and he said, I'm sending the promise of my father. It is of necessity that you have this experience. It's going to help you in the challenging times ahead. It's going to help you in dealing with religious people that are going to try to abort the plan of God. He said, You shall receive power when? When are you going to receive power? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and he said to his disciples, words in red, he said, and you're going to be witnesses to me. Then he goes on to say where they're going to be witnesses, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world. But the point is, Jesus told the disciples, don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. You need this power. and and wait in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. He said, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That word power, want me to tell you what it means? Did you know that the Bible was written in Hebrew and in Greek? The original transcripts and what the translators do is they, they translate the Bible into our language. And very often in the translation, some of the words don't carry the weight of what they would if you read those words in Hebrew or in Greek. And so when you're studying your Bible, it's good to look up and see what some of these words mean. And so I looked up this word power. Jesus said, you're gonna receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And I wanted to know, well, what does that word power mean? If I'm going to receive power, what does that mean? And in the Greek, because the New Testament was written in Greek, it says that word is dunamis. And that word is miracle working power. Power capable of reproducing itself. So Jesus said, you're going to receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. It's a heck of a lot more than power. It's more like you're going to receive a manifestation of the Spirit of God that is so powerful that this type of presence is capable of reproducing itself. And I've seen people who were baptized in the Holy Spirit and they literally were turned into other people. For me personally, as a minister, I could tell you flat out that when I'm under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, I am mm -hmm, a little bit different. I have a punch and a power. Well, where does that come from? It doesn't come from my own self. It comes from the Holy Spirit who empowers me and enables me to do what he's called me to do. So he said to the disciples, you're going to receive this kind of power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What else? The power, this baptism of the Holy Spirit what will happen is it will open you up to more of God it will open you up to the gifts of the Spirit when you receive this power it increases your capacity for the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit to be an operation in your life and that is a whole another teaching but notice he said and they're going to be witnesses to me you're going to be witnesses you're going to receive the power from on high and you're going to be a witness for me you know, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, if, if you're a really quiet, shy person and you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you'll still be yourself. But in your calling and in your gifting, you'll have more of a boldness in your life. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit. So let's go on. So the Holy Spirit, we're going to find in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. The Holy Spirit is poured out at the birth of the church age. That's what we call it, the beginning of the church age. What you and I are living in right now is what we would call the church age. And what I, I could tell you that the Bible talks about the acts of the apostles. If you have your Bible, you could see the acts of the apostles. The Bible says that these are the things Jesus began to, to do and to teach. And I'm going to tell you, his ministry is still continuing in the day and the hour that you and I live in now. So we call this age the church age. So here we see the beginning of the, the outpour of the Holy Spirit at, at, the, at, the, at the church age, at the age of the, of the church being born. And it says here in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, They were all with one accord in one place. So everybody was waiting. Everybody was tarrying. Everybody was expecting God to pour out his spirit. Did they know what he was was about? I don't believe they knew what he was about. But I'll tell you what, after he came, they got a lot of revelation and understanding of some of the things Jesus was talking about. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Can you imagine being in that room that day? But this actually happened. There appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. So the Holy Spirit is being poured out. This is the beginning of the church age. The Holy Spirit's being poured out. The Holy Ghost comes into the room, and what happens? Here's what happens. And they were all filled with the Holy spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. So the Holy spirit is poured out, but let me ask you a question. What is the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy spirit right from the get-go, the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance tongues or the release of this heavenly language is the initial sign of a person being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, is that for me? I'm scared. I don't know. I'm a little scared. Well, that's why we're teaching you the Bible. We want to starve your doubts and we want to we feed your faith. I'm telling you today that tongues is the initial sign of a person filled with the Holy Spirit. And you don't have to fear this supernatural experience. Um, Let's go on. Mark 16, you know, Jesus, when he was getting ready to leave and to go up to be with the Father, we call this the Great Commission. And in Mark 16, he gave the Great Commission to the disciples. And his commission was, 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 was several points. He said, I want you to go into all the world. I want you to preach the gospel to them that believe. And these signs will follow them that believe. And he said, in my name, he said, you're going to cast out devils. In my name, he said, you're going to heal the sick. And he goes on to say, and he says, and those that believe, He said, you will speak with new tongues. So tongues is the initial evidence of a person being filled with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus promised the disciples that yes, this experience is for those who believe. And I want you to know today that this experience is for you now. Some people say, well, okay, but the Bible says, you know, well, I have to tarry in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because didn't Jesus say, well, you know, you have to tarry in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, and, 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 and all this tarrying and you just have to wait till the Holy Spirit just comes on, on you and you're just waiting for the Holy Spirit. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit's waiting on you. He's already been given. What we have to do is receive him. If we truly had to tarry in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit, my friend, well, if we really want to be biblical about it, that means we would have to get in our car, drive to the airport, get on a plane, and go to Jerusalem and tarry in the same room that the apostles did. And that makes no sense, okay? Tarrying was only for that moment in time when Jesus said to his disciples, I don't want you to go anywhere. I don't want you to do anything. You go to Jerusalem and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. So you don't have to tarry in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? Let's go on. How to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? We're gonna go through all the scriptures before we close. Acts chapter eight, verse 14 through 19. Remember, we're sticking with the Bible. We're seeing how the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and what the Bible has to say about the Holy Spirit. And this was their experience and it can be yours as well. Acts chapter eight, verse 14 through 19. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem, listen, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the holy spirit. I want you to notice what does the bible say? The bible said that these people in Samaria had received the word of god. In other words, they were born again. In other words, they were followers of Christ. In other words, they were believers. They had received the word of god, but it was very important that they that god send Peter and John to them. Why? So that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Now let's see what happened. Verse 16 says, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them like me for three weeks, two weeks. I wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. I was born again, but I wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, yes, you can go to heaven if you're, not, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. When you're born again, you're born again. This baptism of the Holy Spirit is, is an experience that empowers you for this life. But you can go to heaven. It's just something that I think we all need. It says, they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. In verse 17 says, then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So one way that you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is by somebody coming and laying hands on you. Well, I believe if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit at the end of this teaching, I don't have to lay hands on you because God is omnipresent. He is always available. He can meet you right where you are in your own home. And when Simon saw through the laying on of the apostles' hands that the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Simon was a sorcerer. He didn't get it either. He just wanted that supernatural thing that the apostles had. And he said, give me this power also that anyone whom I lay hands on would receive the Holy Spirit. Well, it doesn't say that the apostles spoke in tongues in this particular verse. But I'd like to argue that Simon must have saw something that would prove to them that they had this manifestation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Food for thought. Acts chapter 9, verse 17. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you come, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Saul was a very bad man in the early church. As a matter of fact, Saul murdered people murdered Christians, hated Christians. And what happened to Saul was one day he had what the Bible calls a road uh, to Damascus experience. Jesus came, manifested himself, knocked him off his horse and said, Saul, 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 why are you persecuting me? The long and short of it is that Saul had a conversion experience. He was born again. And this is what I'm talking about when I talk about the new birth. He became a new person inside. Something changed in him. The man who was once a murderer became the man who loved God and wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And at the end of his life said, My ultimate goal and purpose in life is that I may know Jesus. So here we see the disciples coming to him, being sent by God. It was important that Paul not only receive his sight, but that he also be filled with the Holy spirit. Again, this scripture does not say that Paul spoke in tongues, but remember we want to balance scripture with scripture in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. What that means is it's good to take one or two scriptures to see if what God is really saying is, is in the same context of what you, you believe. Well, first Corinthians 14, 8a says, Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. So Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he had the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Acts chapter 10, verse 44, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. You know, they were confused that the Gentiles received the Holy Spirit because they thought they were just the select few that could only receive this gift. But this gift is for all. For everyone who asks, receives. So, how did they know the Holy Spirit was poured out? Verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Our last scripture, Acts chapter 19, verse 1 through 7. Now, I'm going to read to you out of what I'm going to read to you out of what we call the Amplified Version. The the Amplified Version is a version of the Bible that amplifies the words and it takes a lot of the Greek and the Hebrew and, 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 and expounds on what those words really mean. So I'm reading to you out of the Amplified. It says here, While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul went through the upper coast inland districts and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples This is one of my favorite scriptures. And he said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Notice that they were believers. And he said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And this was their response. And they said, no, we've not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Spirit. And he asked them, he said, into what baptism were you baptized? And they said into John's baptism. And Paul said, meaning they were saved, they were born again, they believed on Jesus, they believed he was alive, they accepted him as their personal Lord and Savior. Um, And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, continually telling the people that they should believe in the one who was to come after him, that is in Jesus. And the Bible says, on hearing this, they were baptized. Again, this time in the name of the Lord Jesus and Paul laid his hands upon them and what happened is, and you read the scripture, the Holy Spirit came upon them and the Bible says, and they spoke in foreign unknown tongues or languages and they prophesied. So here we have believers, here we see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit coming and the evidence was that they released their prayer language. And not only that, these particular individuals started to prophesy one of the gifts of the spirit. So what are we gonna do today? Let me ask you something, what do you want from God? This is not something that I'm going to, or anybody's going to make you do. You can receive for yourself the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit will satisfy your hungry heart it'll 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 bring some answers to some things that you've been questioning God about the baptism of the Holy Spirit after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit that made the Word of God come alive like never before God wants you to have that today so I'm going to pray for you and I want you to sincerely pray from your heart and when you pray believe that you receive and you today right where you are can release your prayer language. Now, I want you to, before we pray, I want to give you one more instruction. When the Holy Spirit was poured out, the Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Who did the speaking? So people say, well, the Holy Spirit did the speaking. Who did the speaking? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues. They did the speaking. Everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. When you ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's going to be right there. And the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman, and he's not going to make you say or do something you don't want to say or do. They were the ones that did the speaking. So after we pray this prayer, it is up to you to do the speaking. And that's the initial release of your prayer language is when it requires the most faith. When I was prayed for, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I didn't release my prayer language in that church. But when I got in my car and got by myself, I released my prayer language. But I form the words I made up the language. Well, you may say, well, then that means that it is fake. That means that it is me just doing it. No, it's not just you. It's you by the Holy Spirit giving you utterance and unction. And we'll talk about that in our next session. So everyone that asks, receives. So let's pray. Before we do ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want to make sure you're born again. You have to be born again and we're gonna i'm gonna lead you in a prayer for salvation and then we're gonna pray for you to be filled with the holy spirit so close your eyes and let's pray this prayer together say this with me say heavenly father i come to you today in the name of jesus jesus christ i believe in my heart the words that Margie has said today. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you rose from the dead. And today I am asking you to come into my heart and take away this sin nature that I've been carrying around. I'm asking that you come into my heart. And today, Jesus, I receive you into my heart to be my personal Lord and Savior and now Jesus this is a happy day I'm asking you to baptize me with the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit come upon me Holy Spirit rise up inside me and I will I will begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives me utterance. Okay, now just lift your hands right where you are. Close your there. Now just speak. si arande raso brandeles shishom brande receiving and lamas seya mandeshi ndu rabai ye se so velevegisti doros se se just keep speaking. Just talk to God right from your heart. Your language might be different than my language. We all have different languages. Just keep doing what the Bible says. Keep stirring yourself up. Keep praying in tongues. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.